Hey, Towelites. Welcome to another exciting episode of Towelite Talk. This is Chris. And I'm Casey. And we're here to wish you all a very happy Valentine's Day. Hopefully you went out and got your significant other something special today. Something geeky. Something (laughs) very geeky. That's the only way to roll. Yeah. Um, So we're going to get right into the news today. Uh, There's a lot to talk about. And that's the great thing about uh, the geekly world. News, news, news. Every steps. <laughs> yeah. Every every waking moment. So it's a great time to live. So that's that's why we're so uh, so alive. So uh, let's get into it. A little Marvel news. Uh, there's a mystery X-Men movie out there. Now, we, we've had some titles thrown at us uh, that we're supposed to be going to production before Fox loses its rights to whomever now that um, Comcast is now somehow thrown in interest of purchasing part of Fox post deal. I don't know what the heck that's all about, but never the mind. Um, Brian Michael Bendis is not through with Marvel yet. Uh, just the comic side of things. Uh, he's teaming up with Deadpool director Tim Miller uh, for a film that's being titled right now, 143. Not really sure what that is, Casey. Um, they kind of confirmed it. Yeah, they kind of confirmed it is that Kitty Pride movie that they had talked That's about. Ridiculous. Um, and I'd say know, that was a negative ridiculous either. So yeah, I I think like Bendis knows how to write, yeah. and I don't know if he's written anything. That's why they're him. What? <laughs> so that's why they pay him, <laughs> right? But I mean, like, did he, I don't know if he's ever written an actual Hollywood movie before. Um, What's the difference? Not sure. <laughs> right, and honestly, page, there's probably page the screen. <laughs> right, I don't think that the you know I we've always said that like it's better to have comic book writers write comic book movies or at least heavily heavily influence the way that these movies are getting done and. Um, you know, it's something that Marvel's been doing really good at for the last 10 years. So Bendis um, doing a Kitty Pride movie with Tim Miller. Sure. You know, sign me up. I'll, I'll That alone actually is enough to get me excited for it. It's so weird, though, that they <clears throat> they pump out these individual characters before even addressing the type of the type Universe. of. Uh... What's that? Continuity. I said universe continuity having yeah, anything to do with a greater anything because it's fucking Fox. So yeah, it's yeah. strange. Strange stuff on the horizon uh, in terms of Marvel movies coming out of the remnants. Non Marvel Studios movies specifically. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, um, uh, <clears throat> Marvel uh, Marvel Studios doing well into its tenth year now. Uh, the big celebration is here. Some great films coming out this year. Um, uh, three of them. I think that's that's freaking amazing. Uh, it's it's just one after another this year, and it's it's not going to stop. But uh, on the TV side of Marvel, Punisher season two is is kicking off later this month uh, with its principal photography and, and production and all that great stuff. Um, and right now, it looks like the casting may lead to. Of um, that classic comic, the Punisher Max series. What do you think about that? Your favorite writer there? Um, is it 
is it set up for that as after season one are we it was it badass enough to really go into the max world uh what do you what do you think about that so garthinus is definitely one of my favorite writers mark millar brian k vaughn garthinus um my he- my heavy hitters but that punisher max line is so fucking good just so good <laughs> and i was really hoping you know when he started like taking out all those mobsters in the beginning of the season um in the first episode like mm-hmm. kind of wrapping up what he did in daredevil's season 2 that was very enus and then from there it diverted and did a different direction and I, one that i'm very you know happy with you know a little bit more war journal and stuff like that. Um, so getting into the Enos side of things, hell yeah. A lot of mobster stuff, a lot of, um, you know, the Irish mobsters, the Italian, like they, he goes through like the heads of all these different families and, and takes them out. So, and then there's the FBI tracking him down at the same time. So, I mean, they did do some of that in this first series. Um, but you know, it really was the whole redemption for his family. Now that that's over, this can get into uh, Billy the Butte probably, you know, becoming a mobster. Uh, maybe that will get put in there. And then doing a little bit more of the of the mob side of things, which Punisher really is known for, um, at least for me in the comics. He's, he's known for his war stuff, but for me, he's definitely the... Uh, the mobster hitter. <laughs> yeah, the you know the the two the two Punisher movies really they did kind of dibble and dabble in in some of the good aspects of of the Punisher um, taking on that 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 gangster that gangster side of things. You know, the first movie we did have the Russian who definitely needs to make a return to this series. I feel as a uh, classic character, and also you know when does Jigsaw show up? Uh, so. Well, he's coming. Um, you know, I love Warzone, but I mean, at the same time, I think that uh, John Bernthal is our Punisher. Yeah, of course. I mean, this this adaptation is going to be a lot less goofy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank <laughs> sure. you. All right, back to things that don't need to exist. Uh, Silver and Black <laughs> has lost Christopher Yost as their writer, uh, which is probably the only thing that was going for them that I could have. <laughs> you know, been happy about. Uh, but they've hired a new writing team. Uh, the Captain Marvel writer Geneva Robertson Dorrit and Lindsay Beer from Chaos Walking uh, have joined the production. So we'll see what comes out of that. At least they got comic book writers. Yep. Right yep. in it. You know, um, just to, in case you guys don't know, just real quick Christopher Yost, um, Mar- Marvel's Mightiest, or Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon. He also wrote Thor, The Dark World. I think he kind of had his hands in all three Thor movies, actually. Yeah, they give um, him credits for Ragnarok the most. Yeah. So he's, um, he's, I mean, he's been a comic book writer. He's been a cartoon writer. He's been a movie writer in the Marvel world for a long time. Um, so that is a shame that they are losing him. But you know, female characters, female writers. I don't know if they've named a director yet for this movie. Um, I can, you know, at least give credit for that stuff. And I, I'm again, I'm glad that it's comic book writers. But nobody gives a flying fuck about these two characters at all, period. I, I don't care about Black Cat. 
I definitely don't care about Silver Sable. Hell no. Yeah, I mean this this really seems like a film that that should have been you know put into put out in the nineties. You know when we were yeah. young budding teenage men. You know these these two characters were definitely those those type of like character. It was like these sexy sultry sirens of the Marvel world. <laughs> like they're not there to be like movie characters to run their own movie. It just it, this kind of stuff doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. Um, yeah. Keep on going, Sony, because you know this next topic is exactly why we have no faith in you. Um, if you put Felicia Hardy, and I know you can't, if you put Felicia Hardy, Black Cat in uh, Daredevil, like with her connections to Kingpin, then you got a different situation. You. She could be the new Electra for a season of of Daredevil, but her having your own movie, just stop. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, here's, here's the next one. I mean, it, the Venom trailer dropped. Teaser. And listen, Give the teaser. Credit. I don't really care what they want to say. Any teaser at least gets you excited about things. Um, now, a lot of people want to get political about this trailer this week. Um, yeah, it, it did have really bad timing after that Deadpool trailer. The day after, one of the zaniest trailers I've watched in a long time to drop one of the most uninformative, boring-ass trailers I've ever watched. Now, we don't have to get into this too much. They can go read your rant on Don't Forget a Towel. But, I mean, there's a lot of sites defending the fact that they shouldn't show too much Venom. There's people saying that they shouldn't even show too much Venom in this movie. That it, like, I'm sorry, but isn't that what the movie's about? (laughs) This isn't... So Tom McFarlane is taking his Spawn character and making him the boogeyman in his upcoming movie that he's been teasing for years. Spawn will really not be seen too much. It will be more of a spoken in shadows and blah, blah, blah. And like, and honestly, I think for that type of movie, it will work because it will be a Sam and Twitch movie that has like this creepy ass supernatural aspect. A Venom movie won't work like that. He's not the boogeyman. He's a lethal protector. And in that sense, you know, uh, there's bad guys who he's going to take out and they've been hearing rumors about it and blah, blah, blah. But like, that's not the venom that people need straight out the gate. We already have a shit venom from uh, Spider-Man three and it was done very badly. Um, And it probably would have worked if Sam Raimi would have just only did him. You know what I mean? Not Sandman two. I know he hated venom and I, and I understand why, but like, I guess, Given that you already have one bad Venom, you really need to come out the gate swinging. I'm I'm okay with a tease, but I, I think that tease should have been some Viz effects for two seconds. Like, even if you just saw that creepy-ass smile, you know what I mean? Like, just, just, a, just a little bit. Like, they don't even say that it's Eddie Brock, and okay, you know? So, like, for me, my big thing was for a fan of uh, Venom it didn't work because you didn't really see anything to tell me that it was a Venom movie. And for general audiences, they don't know what the fuck they just saw. They have zero idea. They didn't put the title of the movie in there. They didn't put the title of the movie in there. But if you look at it from my point of view, or sorry, from a GA point of view, Mm -hmm. like he looks like he has psychic powers. There's a shot where he's like pushing all these like uh, electronics off of like chairs or whatever. I was just like, 
he, you know what I mean? Like, is this fucking Carrie? Like, this doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Yeah, you saw that little alien thing. There's some alien hints, but like overall, it really doesn't make any sense to me if I was a general audience member. And for being a Venom fan, it just is disappointing. It makes sense to me, but it's disappointing. As a Venom fan, it makes no sense to me. Well, I mean, yeah. Sorry, but it doesn't. It was it's the biggest waste of few minutes ever, you know, spent in my life. It's just it's just like, listen, you're already you're already behind and you have a lot, you know, you have a lot to impress upon. It's like this is your first real film in your wannabe Spider Man Marvel world. You know, come on. This is this was a good step in the first place, you know? Yeah. No. It's not even Spider Verse. It's like let's just pick up the scraps from Marvel Studios and make movies out of them. They did confirm that Tom Holland will be in the movie. They yeah. didn't confirm that Spider-Man will be in the movie, but Peter Parker will be. I know, but that's just fan service. Well, no, it just makes goddamn sense. Actually. It does make sense. But it's- <laughs> it just makes sense. A, a, a Venom movie without Spider-Man should not exist unless, again, you go full Agent Venom. Uh, the government screws up making something, attaches it to this war hero's legs, he becomes this black ops. Like it has nothing to do with Spider-Man. That movie would make sense to me. Right. That's fine with me, but it's like Venom is, is a Eddie Brock is jealous of Peter Parker. Venom is like the antithesis of Spider-Man. So, I mean, like, I, I, night, I know. you know what I mean? It's stupid night and day, night and day. You need a Spider-Man movie that firmly establishes Eddie Brock in this universe. Yep. And then you go and do a Venom movie. Yeah, we we all know how it works. Just like, um, did you watch Justice League yet? No, no. I, you know what? I was gonna watch it last night, and then I was like, no, I don't. I'm gonna okay. go play Horizon. Sorry, I was just thinking about putting the horse before the cart again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's that's another day's topic. Um, yeah, sorry. All right, go on. Could have ruled the world. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that that don't necessarily have to make sense, but, you know, make us happy. Um, the Deadpool 2 trailer is uh, is amazing. Um, cable, action figures, X-Force, whatever the hell's coming out of that airplane. You know, that, it just, I can't wait for that movie. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> so, hopefully it sets up a lot of cool stuff coming in the future. I'm ex- I was I'll tell you what I that was the first trailer that I watched. Um I didn't watch the other Bob Ross thing and uh I you know I was excited by what I saw like he, like Josh Brolin looks amazing. Um my cousin did bring up on Gourmet Scum Radio and I do agree with him like the whole like breaking it up in the middle with like the little Deadpool skit that's the reason why I don't read Deadpool comics is that when things yeah. get cool and I like the action and I like that he's being funny, then all of a sudden like something so fucking stupid happens that it completely takes me out of it. And I know that's why people love Deadpool. I, I know it. But that movie, that first movie, was like right at the very edge of how much I can tolerate, and I loved it because of that. And if this movie like literally just stops like an action scene so that he plays with fucking toys or he starts painting or whatever, I know I'm just going to be like, God damn Deadpool. <laughs> I doubt it. 
I mean, that's what the trailer I doubt it too, but I just, that was the only thing I was like, this is a great trailer. Just show me two minutes of footage instead of this. Nah. <laughs> nah, that's, see, that's, that's what makes yeah, it so, I know. Much, so much just... better. You know, it's like everybody does the same shit and then it's, that's the point, you know? Yeah. So, uh, rule the world. Go see Black Panther this weekend. It's going to be, it'll change your life. <laughs> Most likely. Being Hailed is probably one of the best Marvel movies ever. What do you think? It's a very tracking, important movie. Tracking for 170 opening. <clears throat> it's amazing the stuff you see on Facebook and social media right now about how much this movie really means to people. And I think that's really the point um, that we should make today. We all know the movie's coming out, uh, but there's so much, there's so much behind it. Um, that people are really proud of and you know it's it's amazing what people like what people are doing to make sure that kids go see these movies uh, especially in inner cities um i just think it's i think it's really amazing um in this time of age that we live in so this is like when i'm not we're not going to get too political no no this is like when barack obama was nominated for president and like you know, notoriously, African-Americans don't vote. But when Barack Obama got nominated for president, everybody voted. Everybody. I mean, white, black, Hispanic, everybody did vote. But, like, this is, to me, at that level where it it does not matter what race you are, and especially if you are a minority, you are seeing this movie. It mean, It has, like you said, it has a weight to it. It is something that people have been waiting for. Um, you know, in Feige, we trust this motherfucker is a genius. Like, you know, he had Black Panther on, on the, on the call sheet since uh, whatever, since 2012 or something. You know what I mean? Like the dude is a visionary. Um, he hired Ryan Coogler, which he's a fucking visionary. We got Michael B. Jordan back again. He's got the, one of the best African-American cast ever. I mean, almost fucking everybody's in that movie. So it's just like, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't, I cannot wait for this movie. And if you are a soundtrack person, at least songs inspired by the movie, whatever, the soundtrack's fucking fire. Then listen to it nonstop. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, so go, guys, go see this tomorrow if you can. It's probably sold out. Uh, so... <laughs> You can yeah. be like me, wait till next week, as I always do, or a week after, so there's no children in the theater. So <laughs> I do I have some bad news. What? That I read like a second ago and I'm fucking lost it. Um can you just start the next topic and I'll I'll find it real quick. All right. Then we're gonna jump in the DC. Yeah. Uh Zack Snyder, who you know when? All right, got, fine. Sorry, you got it? okay. It's real quick. So Reg E. Kathy, um passed away today. Uh, so the name you may you may not know his name. You would definitely know his work. He's best known for his work in The Wire, but he's actually had oh. a lot of impact to comic book stuff. Um, he was the dad in the Fantastic Four. He was the cop in Outcast, which is fucking phenomenal. 
Um, he was also in um, shit, he's in another comic book movie too. Well, he's in The Mask. He's in Tank Girl. So I mean, he's been doing work forever. He's on House of Cards. Like fantastic fucking actor, and uh, unfortunately, he lost his battle uh, with cancer. So I'm sad. Yeah, it's, I saw that. I saw that yesterday. Um, it's he was yeah he was like 59. Yeah, it was an old. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so, sad. So yeah. you know, don't know what that means for Outcast either. Season two doesn't come out in America until April. For yeah. some reason, it aired overseas. Uh, one of the best new shows that I've seen. Yeah, it's fantastic absolutely. that first season. So, anywho, sorry for the bad news, but um, I did want to at least pay our respects to him. Good actor, good, good geeky actor too. Um, but as you were saying, yeah, Zack Snyder possibly was fired from the DCEU before this whole thing coming out about his um, leaving daughter. because his daughter committed suicide. So, well, it, it's I, a rumor. I know it's a rumor. And you know what? I just, I feel like why, I don't know. It's really weird to me that he would just step down from the project in the first place. Um, I know that the track, like, here's the thing. He steps down. But this is like months after the tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. So and he, I, said, he said that he was trying to work through it. That was his. I decision. get it. I get it. So I mean, whoever, like, when this rumor comes up about him being fired, like, I, I would rather see that be a valid thing, you know. Then I'll I'll tell you what I actually was kind of pissed off by this news. Yeah, like this fucking dude lost his kid. He gave a valid reason for leaving the production. This didn't need to come out no. to me personally. I think this could have been like, even if it did happen, it just like, okay. It's inappropriate. Okay. Yeah. Like that's it. It's inappropriate. Like I find, you know, I just feel like, you know what? Yeah. What Zack Snyder done with DC was not to everybody's liking. Listen, you know what? Most, most DC movies aren't. So, I mean, that's, that's Warner brothers fault. Zack Snyder makes great movies. So it's like he's getting a lot of bad he's getting a bad reputation for these movies. And now this is just, you know, like a shitty piece of poop on top of your shit cake. So um I just you know that is like, a way uh, of flooding it. Yeah, it is. It's just like, you know what? We don't he does he doesn't need this. No. So um and speaking of Zack Snyder, uh, they release footage of the Superman's black suit um, from Justice League, a cut scene that Zack Snyder had apparently directed. Um, and people are losing their goddamn shit. Oh, why wasn't this in the movie? Oh, this is so great, blah, blah, blah. To which I responded on Twitter. You can follow me at Chaz Voltaire. Do you think that they would have handled it properly? That it <laughs> would have been inserted into the film in a way that makes sense when, and I, I don't want to like ruin this for Chris, but like, there's some real dumb bullshit after he comes back, specifically a line about him smelling good after he's a reanimated corpse. Like it just like they wouldn't have handled it correctly. I'm sorry, guys. Like that scene. Great. Well, he wasn't in the fucking black suit. So really, does it matter? Like that scene had some emotional weight for you. 
Well, guess what? Steppenwolf looks like a fucking 90s PS4 character, PS, PS1 character. So, no, it, it, there's so many bad things that that one scene would not have made your film. A Snyder director's cut, it's called uh, Batman v Superman. Okay? <laughs> it didn't work. Just get over yourselves. Reason 1065, I didn't see that movie in the theater. I mean, you know, I got to see superhero movies in the theaters, but. I do too. But seriously, I mean, actually shocked you didn't. I I I took a stand. I was like, I'm not wasting my money on this. Yeah, I mean, it's went like Thor instead, which is I, the better idea. It is. I mean, it's like I love DC. I love Justice League. But you know what? After a while, it's like, what are you? What are you supposed to do? There's no respect for it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of no respect, uh, Michael Bay maybe Ronnie Dangerfield. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> it is. Yeah, Michael Bay. Maybe taking on uh, directing a Lobo movie. Um, <laughs> another movie that now this movie granted has been rumored and long in development for like twenty fucking years. The Rock yeah, was gonna be uh, Lobo at one point, and you know what I mean. Like, um, and this would be a, a Warner Brothers alternate to Deadpool. He breaks the fourth wall all the time. He's a badass. He's kind of like a shitty Wolverine too. Um, I don't care if it's a, you know what I I would care if it was a space opera. I mean, if it's like oh, it would like, only take place in space. It, 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 I mean, it, there's no reason to ever go to yeah, Earth. No, you just it's a bounty, bounty hunting. Movie. Yeah, bounty hunting through space. That's I just it. don't need Michael Bay to do it. I need like a fucking little ass like horror director to do it. Like you I, know what I, though? When <clears throat> when I heard it, it was like he's the only one that I would want to do it. <clears throat> and I don't want him to do it at the same time. It's like I don't know. It's it, it would just it just seems so big for for a smaller like a B level character like Lobo. But at the same time, that kind of action and, and explosions and insanity would kind of put it at that level that I think that a Lobo movie should be at. So I don't know. I am torn. On, on seeing something like that. Maybe on the direct DC digital movie. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Um, Michael Bay is too big for streaming service. I mean, Michael Bay, you know, when he does quote-unquote little movies like Bad Boys and The Rock, and you know what I mean? Like, to me, like, Michael Bay should just go back to doing his cool action movies, personally. Like, no Transformers. He's done with Transformers, but I don't need him to do these big CGI fests. I want him to do real human fucking people doing extraordinary things. That's what I want. That's it. Um, Okay, so the next one fucking annoys me. Joaquin Phoenix, possibly as the Joker for this Origins movie that's maybe produced by Martin Scorsese, directed by Todd Phillips from the fucking Hangover the whole thing sounds like a goddamn disaster and I'm sorry, but my Joker isn't 50 years old. Like nothing against Joaquin Phoenix. He's a goddamn brilliant actor, but like what, why would the Joker be that old? But that wasn't the point of this, this movie in the first place. They said it's an origins movie. Right, right. We can't do Jared Leto because he's too old. They said <laughs> they well, want a younger okay, actor. Sorry. Okay. Wow. I actually uh-huh. didn't know he was this young. Joaquin Phoenix is only 43. <laughs> That's oh, Jared Leto. 
Jesus. Yeah, Jim but Nettles I mean, 46. Right. Jim but Nettles I mean, when you, 24. But we're doing – yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. But Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's in his 50s. I thought he was. Lifestyle. Only 46. Jesus his weird, His weird <laughs> withdrawn whatever he is. Um, bad Did idea. Not know that. Did not know that. So that I didn't listen. You see, like – we need to get a younger actor. Then you hire somebody three years younger than somebody who looks like he's in his thirties. Um, you know, like, go fuck yourselves in your origin offshoot movies. Yeah, I I think <laughs> if you told me that Martin Scorsese was directing a Joker movie where it was like his his like gangster rise, here take my money, take all of my money, and I will watch that movie. Really but, though, like, but. Leonardo DiCaprio, Joaquin Phoenix, like I, I feel like I need to see a young, maybe late twenties dude joins the uh, what is it, the Red Hood gang, right? Like, d- give me all of that, and then show me his rise for you know what I mean to power in Gotham. I don't even need to see fucking Batman in that movie to be honest with you. I could see him in the last like five minutes where he's like. Uh, Bruce Wayne, and then like you know, then he, then they fight or you know whatever. I don't know, but I'm just saying like that movie. I think could be very interesting. I just think that it's not going to be played by Joaquin Phoenix. That's I mean, the what? Batman has to be in it now if he knocks him into the vat of acid <laughs> or chemicals or whatever he falls into. True. I mean, you could make it like Batman Year One slash Joker Origins movie. Why doesn't fucking Matt? Uh, Reeves, just direct that movie. Just that's your origin movie for everybody. Jesus Christ, can I write these with things? All I, right, I don't know what they want to do because stop off shooting and just make that goddamn Batman movie. That's all. Yeah. What do we want? Quit, quit announcing these these random ass things. Um, speaking of which, I did want to write this down real quick. Um, all right, so Batman Ninja. Which is very um, random. Yeah. <laughs> Batman Ninja is getting a, a May release date um, here in the United States. They released the English dubbed trailer. I don't even need fucking words for this movie. It just looks insane. So English, Japan, you know, Japanese, I'll watch it. Batman anime. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it's over the top. Did you watch Gotham by Gaslight? No. Oh. No, Did you not yet. Read Gotham by Gaslight? Yes. Okay. They changed it. But I thought the movie was decent. I don't care if they change things if it's good. I don't yeah, I don't care either. Um I really don't. It's like if you give me a good movie and it at least tells seventy five percent of that movie. Civil <laughs> War is not the comic. Forty uh, percent no. <laughs> of Old the Man comic. Logan. <laughs> Old Man Logan is you know, well Logan is like Fifteen percent of the comic, but if, if you do it in a cool way, it's all that matters. Yep. Yep. Uh, our buddies over at Mezco have announced another Batman figure. Um, this one based off of a Jim Lee design, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's going off that Jim Lee New Fifty Two. They're you know what I think they're doing. To be honest, they they teased that image of that old Jim Lee picture um and what they did though was they did this more modern day looking batman who's kind of a cross between that arkham 
yeah, everything. New it's 52, like a pen, it's New 52 a rebirth, that, man. all yeah. that stuff. So what I think though is coming out of this are those kind of variants where we'll get like, like a, maybe like a hush variant and and that more Jim Lee comic. But when will it stop? Right, we'll get a Gotham by Gaslight. We'll get a right, we'll get a but it won't stop. The president of Mezco or whatever is a huge Batman fan. He's already stated that he will never stop doing Batman figures. Um, but Sucks, the thing is, I never want to stop buying them. Right. But here's the thing about this: is it is these are really part of that trilogy of three figures where we got the Ascending Knight, which is the you know year one basically Sovereign Knight, and people on the Mezco groups want to argue with me, but I really don't see anything else besides that Terry McGinnis figure they've already announced as being the third part of this series, as being the future of the Batman. Because what are you going to do? You're going to do a goddamn Dark Knight Returns variant with an old man Bruce head? No, I don't think so. You know how pissed off the fan base would be after everybody's just customized all those heads and stuff? And it doesn't make sense in the first place. You've already announced the future Batman, who is actually in continuity, the actually future Batman. So Mm -hmm. just stop fooling yourselves that Batman Beyond is the third one. So I also, you know, we forgot to mention in our Marvel news, Hot Toys released images for their new uh, Black Panther. Yep. And we had talked about how I love my Hot Toys Black Panther for Civil War. This one's pretty fucking great with the light underneath it and the Chadwick Bossman sculpt for his head. Like so- someone put it up like a, a really close up image and they're like, nope, this isn't a fucking picture of Chadwick Bossman. This is the goddamn artist who sculpted this. I mean, it looks phenomenal. That's awesome. So it lights up just like in the in the trailers. The yes. whole suit, the oh, lines and shit. That's oh god. All right, finally DC news. Um we have uh Colton Hayes from uh Arrowverse, um best known as Arsenal. He put out a little tweet the other day and it just said Nightwing. And then the next tweet was like, best news ever, something like that. So what does it mean? Nightwing, he's announced for the Nightwing movie. He's playing Dick Grayson. Um, We already have our Dick Grayson for the Titan show, right? So Yeah, we do. So that's it. Like, you know, what what else? I mean, he could be voicing Nightwing in an upcoming uh, DC animated. That's a very possibility they could be making a dc animated uh new show for the streaming service where he voices nightwing but what like so let's just say it's the live action version what is your thoughts i you know what i don't i don't want a nightwing you can't even get your goddamn batman in order yet so it's happening come on what's your thought it's not happening it, it, there's no there's no nothing that it's happening bullshit okay well this true. character this character should be developed through the Titans TV show. Period. I don't care about your stupid movie versus Nightwing. You know what? I don't even care about half your stupid movie versus characters because you can't get them right or you can't give them justification. You can't even make a Justice League movie. So don't start thinking that you're going to make a Nightwing movie and and have it be the next great thing. You know what? So specifically, (laughs) if they made this movie and Colton Hayes is supposed to play him, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is this is just like that dude that showed himself working out in a Nightwing T-shirt. <laughs> no, I don't care. Well, there's I think one guy. I think, the, uh, I think it's a voice. 
from the like the the vampire diaries and shit. Remember that? And it was like, oh, oh. he's Nightwing because he's. Well, they had also said that Dylan O'Brien from the Maze Runner movies was going to be Nightwing. I think too. Whatever. I don't know. You can't you know. Even, like. Let's find out who that Robin suit is because that's the first one you really teased in Batman versus Superman. So. Right. Let's 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 try to get our our timeline in order. Yeah, where the fuck are these movies taking place? Like when the fuck? Let's figure something out first before we start doing offshoot movies of of characters. So, agreed. Um, well, this is a good spot to take a break. So we'll go on a commercial, and we'll see you after. <laughs> I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Run, again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. And we are back from those scrumptious commercials. We're going to jump into Star Wars, as usual. The third of our topics, as usual. Uh, let's, get a, let's get a little bit into Solo here. Uh, it was announced this week that George Lucas had his hands in this in this film and helped Ron Howard come up with the scene. So he has a little directing credit uh, in solo, but uh, I did read some news where right before he sold star Wars to Disney, he was developing his own solo movie. Really? And the George Lucas story. I meant Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. I don't know. Whatever, George. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think it's awesome that he went to the set, hanging out with his friend Ron Howard, had a little, little help in what to do because you know, um, who knows Han Solo better than George Lucas? So, um, also probably Kasdan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Harrison Ford did visit the set as well, giving. I can't even say his name, Alderich or Otterich, uh, some tips on how to ease. 
<laughs> it is it is Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. All right. Yeah, um, <laughs> giving him some tips on how to be Han Solo. So take it from the master himself and hopefully deliver that uh, that <laughs> that performance the way we will all need it. <laughs> so Oh my gosh. Uh, in in better Star Wars news, <laughs> DB Wise and David Benedoff of Game of Thrones uh, legend <laughs> legends uh, will be taking on a you know a Star Wars series of some sort movie, um, producing and writing it. I think this is pretty awesome. Uh, these guys have had great success with HBO and making one of the greatest TV shows ever. Uh, what do you think about this? Where do you think we're headed? To the past. I, I think we're headed. I think we're headed to the old Republic. Honestly, I think this movie is um, going to be Star Wars's Game of Thrones. I think these guys are the kind of guys where it it works. They know what they're doing. They got hired for a reason, and we're gonna see some old school Jedi versus Sith castles i mean it's it's gonna be star wars game of thrones i have i have zero doubt that's what we're getting from them yeah agreed it's it's well you know overdue and it's it's definitely you know if ryan johnson isn't tackling something like that then somebody else has to and you know after all these you know all these announcements of things coming out um it's got to be in there somewhere uh so fingers crossed uh, really looking forward to the announcement of what this actually is. Uh, as I said, you know, several other things are being developed, uh, mostly for the streaming service. Uh, they say a few series are in development, uh, which is very exciting. We knew that the live-action TV show was on its way finally after centuries of waiting. Uh, so, will do you think that we'll get another animated series for this? Do you think we'll get a kids show? Um, what do you think really is going to go into the streaming service when it comes to Star Wars? Um, we'll definitely get a new kid show. Um, I think given that Dave Filoni worked with George Lucas so long with the Clone Wars, um, I am, I'm thinking that, so back in the day, uh, what, like 20, 2003 or whatever, like Lucas had in development, this television show. And the goal was they had to write a hundred scripts so that it would be five seasons. It would guarantee after a hundred episodes that you go into syndication and that a network would have to buy the entire series. Like that was the stipulation. There's scripts. I'm sure some of them got cherry picked and and put into clone wars and shit like that. But the, (laughs) there's probably at least 50 to 70 scripts out there that are not developed that are probably an anthology type show. Um, and I think Dave Filoni is going to get his hands into some live action directing. So I think that my dream is if we're not seeing a movie of it, we're seeing a TV show that's tales from Jabba's uh, palace. It's an anthology series where, Oh, there, you know, so say you see this room with all the people in Jabba's, you focus in, you zoom in on a character, and then you go into that character's story. Other characters who are in the palace may show up in each other's stories, but that is an idea for me 
that could go on for years and not get stale um, because it can, because it's new characters every time. It's an anthology. Uh, it's the Black Mirror of Star Wars. <laughs> Maybe not so you know, horrifying, but you get the idea. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the best idea for this. I just feel like that if you did something that was more, you know, single character driven, team driven, I just don't think it would really give you the same effect. And it would also be, it's nothing really, you know, anthology series aren't new, no. but a Star Wars anthology series would be something new. Star Wars uh, series is new, period. So whatever exactly. we were going to be there for. That's, that's a good point too. But, you know, in order, you know, I just think taking it from a, like a microscopic um, concentration to a macroscopic, it would just be so much cooler to see everything on a larger scale um, and just kind of dibble and dabble in different stories every week. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I mean, Kathleen Kurt, Kennedy, are you listening? Listen to Casey when he talks. Sorry. Another another cartoon would be great <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm excited for that. I I. I'm glad that Rebels is over, uh, personally, <laughs> though. Because when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter. There's no weight. It just doesn't matter. It has zero effect. Unless we see one of these guys and show up in another movie, yeah. right now, it does not matter. So as no, cool just... as things were, and you know the Darth Maul stuff and shit like that, like it, it, this, Rebels is good, but... I I want for the cartoon. I'll take another cartoon that just just fucking go create new characters somewhere. You know we can do that now. I just feel like what Rebels did was give Clone Wars an extended ending where you could fill in That's stuff it. in between. It wrapped up Clone Wars. It really did. I mean, it yep. doesn't do anything on its own that we're not. You know, it it does have its really cool moments. Uh, but and I'm sure that you know these. This last run is going to be a lot of, you know, hopefully it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of faith in Dave Filoni, and I think that he'll give us the proper send-off, especially the characters that, you know, everybody's followed for these seasons. But like you said, it doesn't really matter because we know what happens. We kind of know what happens, um, and there's just those small little things where I don't think that Disney will be like, yeah, let's just let them murder these people. You know, they'll (laughs) either maybe one person will die and the rest will go off and do their own thing. Um, who knows? Uh, we'll find out starting this Monday. So. Yep. Yep. Up next, um, I forgot this was coming out today, and I totally forgot what it was adapting. So I'm not as excited as I was when I first woke up this morning, thinking that there was a, a Thrawn comic hitting stands. Um, but Grandmaster Thrawn is getting his first new canon novel adapted into comic book form. Thanks to Marvel, uh, that's out today, issue one. It's a six-part series. Uh, you know what? Cool. Thrawn is a great character. Uh, I'm hoping that the second book is a little bit more exciting. And can't wait to see what happens with Thrawn and Rebels. So, I didn't go, know it was an adaptation of the book. It but, is. Which is nice because I didn't read the book. And I feel like I'll get through that comic in like you know, an hour. So when I read them all, um, yeah, I fell asleep about halfway through that book. So. Yeah. I've heard, I've, I've heard mixed things. I've actually heard some people say it was amazing, but um, I usually tend to listen to your point of view on the books. So, um, and then Jody Hauser is doing the adaptation. Uh, Jody Hauser's, she worked at, with Valiant on um, Faith and she's actually been 
making her rounds. Like she's she's mm-hmm. working with a lot more companies now. I think she doesn't she do something for DC too. I don't. I uh, I, don't I you'd have to look that up. I don't know. I know that she had moved over to do some Marvel stuff, but that right. was that was about it. That's all I knew of. Yeah, so. there is also. Um, there's this movement going around today on Twitter um, with female artists. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember what the hashtag is, but if you look on Twitter and, and hopefully you can find it, but basically it's all these female artists like saying it's, it's like, like women behind the scenes or women, invisible women, maybe, and and basically what it is is it's these female artists who are saying like hey this is what i do you know what i mean like i'm not just like a, yeah it's invisible women so jody hauser gail simone uh nicola scott um i mean there's there's fuck you know there's a million of them like lexi alexander not just artists like artwork but it's a it's a cool thing where maybe you didn't know who these artists were. And I think that a lot of male artists get a lot of the credit for things. Um, but it's nice to know that there's people like a Jody Hauser who are, you know, going in the comic book scene, making a name for themselves and um, doing some fantastic things. So just hashtag invisible women, check it out. Uh, you can see some amazing artwork and, and learn some stories about some people who you may not have been familiar with. Thanks for that, Casey. Always here for the information. <laughs> and wrapping up the Star Wars for today, uh, after you know the delay on marketing for this solo movie that's apparently coming out in May, um, we get the trailer, and now the floodgates are open. So now the we with Toy Fair coming up, of course, this is why these these figures and stuff are being revealed finally which i don't know why they just don't do it at the show but we've learned this in the past that everything gets just kind of thrown at you before toy fair and then you know you kind of clean up and write about it later um (laughs) but uh the black series and the lego millennium falcon were shown off today uh a few of the figures uh han leia uh, Han, han chewy and um mother of dragons were shown and they, you know, they look okay. Um, Lando, did I say Lando? Oh no, I, didn't say, I meant Lando. Lando not some fucking red droid thing. Yeah. Looks like a Guavian warrior and a in a droid. And that's not even Lando's droid from the. Is it? That's not even the same one. So that's kind of weird. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is either. Yeah, it's new. So Lego's always, uh, you know, ruining shit. Yep. Yep. So that's you know. Look forward to seeing more stuff from this this movie this weekend uh, at Toy Fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so some rapid fire weird stuff. Uh, Kung yeah. Fury, uh, the kickstarted uh, movie, um, great soundtrack, <laughs> um, is getting a feature length movie starring Michael Fassbender. Uh, super weird homage to 80s movies plus fantasy there's dragons there's vikings it's Waze raptors 
Yeah, there's David Hasselhoff um, did an amazing song for it. The soundtrack's by Mitch Murder, which I fucking love. Um, I'm a big synthwave guys, uh, guy, guys. Uh, so, anywho, yeah, <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird news. <laughs> I don't know how they're... I mean, I think Kung Fury is like maybe 15 minutes. Maybe, maybe it's 30, half an hour. Half an half hour. An hour. And I think it costs... Like ten million, if that. Um, so to see this movie, you know, maybe it will cost like sixty or seventy million or something. But just so crazy, it's just it's wild. But hey, Michael Fassbender, if you want to do that, awesome. <laughs> um, all right, Masters of the Universe, uh, written by David Goyer, was also supposed to be directed by him, and he's dropped out of the director role. Uh, I don't know about you, but I breathe in a huge sigh of relief. Ha, of course. Um, it, you know, he put up that concept art that he was working on and got so much shit from the internet uh, that maybe he would learn by now that it's not a good idea to ask the internet for uh, opinions anymore because it's a bunch of trolls. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was never really happy about Goyer being announced as as being involved in this project. You know, writing it, I can deal with to a certain extent, uh, but directing and writing, that's just that dual factor that, you know, ends up in the garbage, like Blade Trinity. Um, well, for David S. Goyer specifically. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's not like the Russo brothers or something. No, I'm talking about Goyer. Yeah. 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 That's why I bring up the exact, the, you know, Blade Trinity. Yeah. Um, can you take this one? I didn't read this. Yeah, so Fox has pushed back two uh, two big movies this year. Uh, the release dates of The Predator and Alita Battle Angel have been moved. Uh, the Predator, not so bad of a move, I guess. August to September is only a month, but Battle Angel is getting a full half a year push. Um, I don't. I'm not sure why. I I didn't really do too much reading into it. I just I just saw that these had changed. Uh, I. I, I would I don't know how I feel about the Predator going in September. I really, I kind of feel like, I don't, you know what? I don't know how I feel about any of this because movies come out all year now. And it's not really just a, like, yeah, you get your, your holiday movies, you get your summer movies. But you know what? Spread out the movies more. It just gives us more of a <laughs> little breathing, breathe the room on going to the theater. I think Battle Angel probably is because of the effects. Mm-hmm. I, the Predator thing, it doesn't scare me because mm-hmm. I, I do trust Shane Black. I think he's got a good enough track record that, and with, uh, you know, Fred Decker, um, you know, they, they wrote The Monster Squad together. And it's one of my favorite movies ever. And Shane Black, as much as people might want to give shit for Iron Man 3, Iron Man 3 is a fucking great movie. It's yeah, just the, like it's just the weird iron man movie but it is a very good movie um i think the movie's gonna be great i hope but like i am a little scared that like we've seen zero not not even a teaser trailer like that is the only thing for me where i'm just like what and like their whole thing is we want to make an event film we want people to go we want it to go in the summer we want people to stand in line and it's a predator movie and it's a huge thing and I am, I'm all about that because we love Predator. Um, but it is just like, like what, like what are you doing with this movie? 
Like you want to make it an event, but you're not hyping it up enough. Or maybe that maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe this is like a better move. Maybe it gives them more time to breathe a little bit to build an anticipation. September's uh, lately has been where more horror movies come out than October. Um, it came out in, uh, in September last year, and obviously it made a fucking shit ton of money. Biggest horror R-rated horror movie of all time. So maybe this is it. Maybe they looked at it and they said, okay. Uh, this is the time for horror movies lately. Um, I think, you know, so let's try it. And, and if that's the case, then I, I understand why. And, and maybe that's it. I could, I buy that. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, Willy Wonka is getting a re- reboot by Paddington director, Paul King. Um, this doesn't need to happen, but whatever. It already happened once. I don't think it turned out that good. It was Tim Burton doing it. <laughs> so, I accidentally hit the mute button. Yeah. Uh, I actually really like <laughs> the Tim Burton movie. Um, I'm one of the three people who do. And the only reason why is because I am a really big Raul Dahl fan. And as weird as that fucking movie is, it's a little bit more close to the source material. Um, and you know, my sister's favorite movie is is the Gene Wilder one, though. Like, her favorite movie. So, I grew up with that movie, watching it nonstop, and I love the music and everything. I just, like, it doesn't, it just doesn't need to happen. No. You know? And I don't know. Again, it doesn't need to, but they can do it, and I still have my original one, and that's it. You know, if I don't want to go, I don't have to go. So, whatever. Um... <laughs> Tell me about this one. I did not read this. Yeah, no. Uh, so in the in the world that we live in with uh, remastering game titles from twenty years ago, um, like Crash Bandicoot last everything, year. every all these little trilogies are getting you know remastered versions. So uh, Spyro, everybody's favorite little dragon there from <clears throat> console gaming times, uh, is his trilogy is getting a remastered version now. It is a little bit appropriate. Kids know who Spyro is, thanks to Skylanders. Uh, I love Spyro, so, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's a good it's, platformer. Yeah, and that, you know what? I would buy this for my nephews. Uh, so, yeah. hey, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Whatever. I like I like the Spyro movies or the games, so I'm, I'm all about it. I would uh, go for some classic Metal Gear Solid remastering, though. That would be. That's... I don't know now that Konami and what's his name. Yeah. Um, That's never gonna happen. <laughs> what is his name? That's really bothering me. Dear uh, uh, Kojima. Yeah. Uh, broke up. Hideo Kojima. <laughs> um, all right. Call of Duty movie in the works from the Sicario Two director for Activ- uh, Activision Studios. I didn't know Activision had its own. Uh, movie line uh or studio rather but i also don't know i can't say that i wouldn't like this because i actually like call of duty single player campaigns i i don't know maybe it's fucking cool you know like maybe it's a different way to see a world war ii movie which we've seen a million of them um but you rarely see them 
mixed with like over the top action where like, you know, people are sliding down mountains and shooting and I don't know. So, and it also doesn't say it's world war two, you know, that's right. where the series really got started, but fuck, where it's back could be modern warfare could be advanced warfare. It could be a bunch right. of different versions. So I don't know until, you know, that's the thing. Video game to movie adaptations. I can count on one hand one finger how many times that works and it's mortal Kombat. like you know i didn't watch uh assassin's creed though i did want to i just haven't watched it yet but like this tomb raider movie the more i see from it the more it looks horrible so (laughs) i just it's it's so hard for some reason for these studios to just to not fuck with it mostly to not try to manipulate it into a Hollywood way. It's the same thing with these comics. It's like, you just just read the fucking script that Amy Henning wrote for the Uncharted games, and then you make the movie. That's what you do. The new Tomb Raider games are so goddamn good, but, like, this movie just looks dumb. Yeah. Don't try it. Don't overthink it. That's, that's it. That's the problem these days. Thing. Every <laughs> time. Every time. So... And, uh, you know, last little piece of the news before we get into Pursuit of Plastic. Uh, Mezco, um, again, dropping the bombs this week as they lead up into Toy Fair. Um, they just announced today for Valentine's Day, uh, John Wick 112 scale figure. As soon as that bitch goes up on pre-order, it's mine. Well, in a year, it's mine. Because <laughs> yeah. the release date schedule is usually really bad. <laughs> It's funny you say that because it's like thinking back to last year's Toy Fair when we went, um, trying to think about how many of those figures are actually have been put up for pre-order. Wolverine. Yep. Um, Death, Death, uh, Deathstroke. Ascending Knight was there. Deathstroke we knew about. We knew about actually, it. you're right. We knew about it. A lot of those it. figures that were on on there, we knew about. But like, we, well, sorry, the Michael Myers, because that came out on Halloween to pre-order it. Okay, let's think about it this way. There's no dark side. There's no weird comic book ninja guy. I forgot, Diabolik or whatever his name is. There's no Ash. There's no Popeye. There's no... Ghostbusters. Zo- Ghostbusters. There's no zombies. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, Day of the Dead. Remember that? So, I mean, there's at least 10 figures from last year's show that we don't where know where they, they are. are. So now we have another payload of figures coming out for Toy Fair reveals. Um, now, let me say this, because uh, as much as, you know, we don't give shit to Mesco as much as a lot of people do. Um, you know what? I feel that if if you're going to... It's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. It always is. These people that bitch about it always shut up in the end and, and feel bad about it figure, when yeah. they get the figure. Um, so, yeah, I just I'm just surprised as we as we go into this toy affair, seeing as much as was announced last year that we haven't seen yet. They're announcing more, but when you look at the class of 2017 and what we did get, it was very impressive when you look we at did it. get a lot of figures chris and i kind of had to eat our words when we saw exactly how many came out and i think it was like 18 right that's a good amount yeah i mean it was it was more i mean you, you got some variants in there of course but you got a ton of figures and um i i guess we can just shut the fuck up <laughs> and this actually kind of leads 
enjoy this ride. <laughs> yeah, I you know what? My my biggest problem is it's like is when they when they push them all at, like they all get released around the same time. Listen, that's a that's a lot to do. I mean, you can't just say we're gonna push these figures back, push these figures back, and then you'll release like six of them at the same time. Like maybe that's the only thing I would ask is that they get better at. Um yeah. little breathing room, but whatever. Um John Wick, awesome announcement. I love that they seeing that they're moving away from some of these comic book properties uh to do more things like that and Michael Myers and, and cool shit. So um this does lead kind of nicely into our pursuit of plastic topic for today, uh, which will be about all these announcements from Marvel Legends. Uh has blow, has bro, whatever. Um they their technology in making figures have, has gotten better over the last six months, I would say. Uh, they've they've gotten that uh, face capture technology that uh, a lot of companies like Bandai use, um, different things like that. So it's it's nice to see that they are are actually putting more work into the figures, more soft goods, more represent like proper representation representation of of the look of the character. But the thing is, is like. How can you announce seven waves of figures, and that's only the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's kind of crazy. Uh, even at the price point of twenty dollars a figure, you're looking at say, say you're looking at six figures on average a case. So if you're looking at one hundred twenty dollars, um, seven times at least, plus exclusives, plus all this stuff, how does that really fit into? where we've moved to more of the collector market of Bandai figures, Mezco figures, where those figures cost you more for one. Do you think people are really getting more bang for their buck when it comes to buying a whole slew of Marvel legends? Um, or is it just come down to the individual collector where yes, they, they want to have the whole set. They're, they're completists or they just like having that many figures on their shelves. I, 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 I have, go ahead. I have tried to argue with um, people who collect Marvel. Me, Legends. I mean, there's a good point right here. I, I changed. Right. It's 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 a, it's a battle that it's a it's a losing battle on my part, and I understand because you're getting toys that you've been waiting for your whole fucking life, and even if they're not that great, you're finally seeing that Namor figure in a tiny little bikini and great for you. Are you um, though? Because they came out five years ago. Well, I know that, but I'm saying the <laughs> ultimate Namor version, but just, you know, when you get things like that, Kyoto, uh, Spider-Man and that actually all the Kyoto figures, the Wolverine, the Spider-Man and the Deadpool, which are like insanely articulated and cool. Rebel text. Yeah, Rebel Tech, but the subsidiary company I think I don't know. actually sculpting them. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, this market is so flooded with different options, and from a you know people our age usually you know they get you know we don't but like people have kids and families, and when you try to put up eighty dollars versus twenty bucks, I'm sorry, that's why they do so good. Because, yeah, kids may be buying them, but, like, I think it's more people our age, you know, um, 
who are her, who are buying these Marvel Legends figures, and it's because they can afford them. Or my uncle, who's in his sixties, who doesn't he'll spend a shit ton of money. Like when I showed him that Popeye, he's a Popeye collector. He was like, that's it, eighty dollars. Here's my money. But like, it's just they they put out so many different figures. And the problem with that I'm finding with some of these Bandai's and even the Revel Techs and stuff, it's like, are you putting out a Rogue figure? No, you're putting out an 18th version of Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, if they started getting more varieties in Bandai and these other companies, then I think that Marvel Legends would have some really uh, difficult things to deal with. But when you know a Batman figure will sell every time, then you're just going to keep making them. When you know Iron Man will keep selling, then you just keep doing it. If I had a Bandai fucking Gambit with like card swipe move and all this stuff, fuck yes, I'll spend you my $80 on it and I'll buy it. But until right now, I mean, it's Mezco, which is $80 and it's got soft goods and it's got accessories and it's $20 for hard plastic, uh, maybe a little bit of soft goods from Marvel Legends. And it's really hard or 25 bucks, but it's really hard that you can get three figures for the price of one. Three figures that you've been waiting your entire life. Like that rogue, I've been waiting my entire life for a good rogue figure. And uh, it's hard. It's getting harder for us to argue. Right. Listen, I mean, I pick and choose which Marvel Legends I buy now. Of course. Which is actually better than not, you know, than than buying all of them. Because, yes, I do need that old man Logan that they put out because it is going to be different than the Mezco version. And it looks man Logan, dude. We both got that. And I'm getting both of them. But this this is the this is the current it was the current Marvel version. You know, it wasn't the Millar version. It was I was like, oh, man, this is now. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, yeah. It's on sale for 15 bucks. I'm going to pick that up because it's a great it does look good. It looks Hasbro, to be honest, has been upping their game. Their game. Yeah, they got a new art director or something um but anywho so last last thing last plug is toy fair toy fair you know we've been going to toy fair and it's 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 been like five years that we've gone to toy fair i think we won't we won't be attending this year uh due to some changes in life and a little sad about it but the show must go on, uh, and we're looking forward to all the news that will be dropping from the big show uh, starting the Saturday, the seventeenth. We're gonna and go. We have to go next year. We have to figure it out. Chris we'll is on the West Coast. That's the fucking life change. You guys know this. That's why we do. We it. need to be going to San Diego. We do need to go to San Diego, but you and I both know we have a way better time at a yeah. toy fair because it's a trade show. Right. And I'm getting these emails all goddamn week. Last Where are two you? Weeks. Oh, set up a meeting. Oh, stop by the DC Collectibles. Stop by Mezco. Stop by fucking everything. So it's, it's, we love that show so much. And we will, we'll have to try to figure out what we can do um, for the next year. So we'll still cover it on don't forget to tell.com for sure. Um, we'll, you know, we'll talk about the highlights. We and, might even uh, podcast about it. Well, you know, we'll podcast. We do our, <laughs> our annual pursuit of plastic about what we saw, but it's, it is, uh, it is very sad. That's all I'm going to say. Like, as they keep showing more and more stuff, it, it just, my heart hurts <laughs> a little bit. You know what? Before we end, I, I just, I'll go I'm back to, 
I'll go back to the days before we had this website. And when I first moved to the city down by New York, and I was like, this toy fair, how do you get how to you this? Get how do you get in here? I'm like, can I just walk in? It's like, no, it's a professional event and da da da. And no more than a year, two years later, we were there and we found a way and our lives were much better for it. So. Well, we have to say thank you guys who listen um, to the episodes. Thank you, everybody who visits. Don't forget towel.com every day. Um, we try to put out daily content seven days a week as much as we can. Um, I mean, we've been pretty consistent about it for fuck. It's almost six years now. And the reason why we get to go to toy fair is because of you, you know what I mean? So thank you very much, uh, for, for listening to the episodes on Stitcher on iTunes, rating, reviewing, getting more people to, to hear the show. And, um, you know, we're, we'll keep producing content. We'll keep doing reviews and interviews and doing what we do best and what we love on Don't Forget a Towel. But, you know, the opportunities to even get to these cons and, and cover toy fairs and stuff like that um, are because of, of the, as we refer to you guys, as the towel lights. So, you know, thank you very much for that. Thanks, guys. Yep. Well, that's that's it. That's all. I say, Casey, this is Casey saying thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and this is Chris. Go check us out on don'tforgettowel.com.